0: McGurk! I do love not typing. Do mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do <laughs> you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, <laughs> they say you are what you eat. Cheer I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther, boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean. No. Helen <laughs> Slater here. So fun to know that you're
1: hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yay!
0: Yes!
1: Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast we are live and wired on the Supergirl Radio Facebook page and the DC TV podcast YouTube channel to shine a spotlight on Mr. Bones, a supervillain with Helix who eventually becomes director of the DEO. Now, we've talked about Mr. Bones quite a bit on Supergirl sure we Radio. Have. We sure have. He was have. never he was <laughs> never on the Supergirl TV series. But well, we've no. talked about him anyway, because he should have been.
0: In our he hearts, though, in our hearts, wasn't he a major <laughs> character?
1: <laughs> he should have been, since he did uh, serve as director of the DEO and the Supergirl TV series, did have the DEO on for five seasons and changed directors a
0: lot. <laughs> they
1: could have had five one whole in there.
0: seasons, and there were so many directors, and none of them were skeletons. How Not dare a you one. show?
1: so even though he was not on the supergirl tv series he has actually interacted with supergirl in uh the supergirl uh rebirth issues so uh there's a connection to supergirl to be made plus we just really love talking about mr bones and we um we are going to be talking about him in this episode of Supergirl Radio because he's going to make his first appearance in live action on the uh, Stargirl Season 3 episodes. Not exactly sure what his presence is going to be, but he did show up in the Season 2 finale. Uh, there was mention of Helix, so it seems like he's going to have some presence in Season 3 of Stargirl. So before Stargirl Season 3 starts up, we are going to just let everybody know about his history and uh, in order to prevent us from repeating ourselves, because we have talked about him as director of the DEO. We have talked about him and his connection with Supergirl. So we don't want to just repeat and regurgitate everything. You could go listen to go those, back. listen to those episodes. We've done uh, character spotlight on the DEO. We've done Supergirl radio rebirth reviews. Um, so you can go and listen to those things. They're linked in the video description below and they'll be in the audio podcast show notes. But since we've already talked about that section of Bones' history, the thing that we really haven't gotten into is his origin story and his first big storyline. And since he is going to be connected to Helix on Stargirl, we thought we would dive into the Helix uh, aspect of his character. So uh, you can also find him in the New 52, Infinite Frontier, even the Smallville Season 11 comics. So if you wanted to go further... You could uh, check those out and read those for yourself. But for this character spotlight, we're just going to really focus on uh, where Mr. Bones came from. What's his story? What's his journey? How does he figure out who he is and who he wants to be? Really? Who is Bones?
0: We're going to, we're going to find out. (laughs) We want to, if you will, we want to peel back the surface and (laughs) perhaps that's already been done. And see, (laughs) Who is, who is a Mr. Bones? Yes. So we are going to
1: go into this. Um, I'm interested to hear Morgan's take on this because some of this, (laughs) I just want to prepare everybody because I've read through all these issues. There are some funny moments, but there's also some really heartbreaking moments and some really like emotional beats. So really, you know, if you have tissues nearby, you might want to grab them. It's going to be really difficult. We're going to have to get through some of these things together, but I think it's <laughs> going to be worth it uh, by the end. I don't want to hype it up too much, but uh, but this is going to be all about Mr. Bones in this spotlight. So to start off with, we're going to talk about how he was created. So he was created by Rory Thomas, Dan Thomas, and Todd McFarlane. His first appearance was in Infinity Inc. number 16. So that is the first time he pops up in the comics, and that's actually also going to be the start of a big storyline for him. So he's going to he's gonna show up in uh, number 16, and he will uh, be in an Infinity Inc. for a while. And uh, I've been told by Wikipedia that his alter ego is Robert Todd, I could not find any verification on that that was his name, so I'm going to have to keep digging into hmm. Mr. Bones' history to find out if that is true or not, but that's what Wikipedia tells Mysterious me that his-, already. <laughs> that his name is Robert Todd, so we have a con- uh, confirmation that he has a name other than Mr. Bones. Uh, of course, he also goes by Director Bones because he becomes a uh, Director of the DEO, the Department of... Extra normal Operations. Uh, he's been part of the DEO, but also part of the Global Peace Agency, Helix, uh, Checkmate, and Infinity, Inc. So we're going to talk about a couple of those groups in this episode. And just so you know, uh, his superpowers include not only just his very famous cyanide touch or cyanide sweat <laughs> because his skin exudes a cyanide compound that will kill people if he touches them. He also has superhuman strength and endurance. That's going to be really important in this run uh, throughout Helix and the Infinity, Inc. issues. And he also, the the kind of the more visual aspect of Mr. Bones that's important to know is that he has invisible skin. So he does, he has all of the the, the parts that we all have. You just uh, can see through his flesh into his his bones. So he has invisible skin and internal organs. So that's really important to know about Mr. Bones because he looks like a skull man, a skeleton man, uh, but he actually does have uh, flesh and skin. They're just invisible. Okay, so before we actually get into the story of Mr. Bones and learn about him specifically, we got to back up a little bit because we need to get to know the members of Infinity, Inc. So
0: this is a superhero (laughs) team in (laughs) DC Comics. I'm sorry, are they they've been in, incorporated by the US government or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they are incorporated. Are they, what if it was like Infinity LLC?
1: <laughs> so this is Infinity Inc and basically if you want to think about it this way, they these are all uh the kids in some way of other
0: superheroes. So this is kind of like the kid, the, the kid team. So this is like that Disney Channel, like Descendants thing, where they're all the children of villains, but they're like the children of heroes, kind of like that. So, uh,
1: so if it if it helps to think about like the the Teen Titans or the Titans as sidekicks of the heroes, uh, Infinity Inc are the kids. Of all of the famous heroes that we may have heard of, and these I believe largely happen in Earth Two storyline and continuity storylines and continuity. So, um, Infinity Inc members are also known as Infinitors. So, if you hear us reference Infinitors, that's uh, the the teammates of Infinity Inc, and uh, these people are going to be playing heavily into Mister Bones's uh, introduction into DC Comics. So it's probably good that we get to know them now so that when we reference them in the, the many issues that we're going to talk about, you're going to know exactly who these people are. OK, so to start off with, uh, the the probably the biggest, most well-known one uh, that you're going to recognize the parents of, uh, uh, Fury is uh, Lida, or is her, uh, you know, kind of, I don't want to say real name, but Fury is her superhero name. And Lita, or Lita, I don't know, it's uh, it's supposed to be named after Hippolyta, but I when I was reading ah. in my head, I would say Lita, but she is the daughter of Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. So if you didn't know, oh. Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor had a kid, and she became a superhero named Fury. Uh, the next one down is Silver Scarab, who uh, also goes by uh, Hector Hall is his real name. He's the son of Carter Hall and Shira Sanders Hall. Who you may know as Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Okay. There's Northwind, who uh, his real name is Nora Cantrell, who is the godson of Hawkman and Hawk Girl. So really, Hawkman and Hawk Girl have a lot of presence uh, with Infinity Inc. Very influential to this team. Uh, Jade is also known as Jennifer Lynn Hayden, who is the daughter of Green Lantern Alan Scott, and Jade has a twin brother, Obsidian, whose name is Todd. James Rice who is also the son of Green Lantern Alan Scott and then there's Brainwave Jr who comes into a couple of these stories um his name is Henry uh King is that right I don't know that I've uh yeah uh, Henry I think so. Henry
0: King cuz I've been I've been Disney. catching up on Stargirl in in preparation for uh I'm sorry, Mr. Bones. And he hasn't gotten that promotion. Uh, So, uh, yeah, he's a he was mm, RIP. He was a character in the first season. So it was Henry.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I
0: think I wrote his name
1: down uh, incorrectly. Let me make sure I get that correct. Let me make sure Uh, his. Yeah. Henry King. I think I uh, I put King Henry. He's not. He's not a king. Henry King Jr., who is the son of Brainwave. So that's why he's Brainwave Jr. And then to round out the team, uh, we're going to talk about Nuclon, who is the godson of Al Pratt, who was the original, well, well, the Golden Age Adam. So that's the Infinity Inc. team, the Infinitors that we're going to talk about because Mr. Bones is going to have a lot of interaction with these people. And to Morgan's point, if you have watched some of the Stargirl TV series, some of these names are going to be familiar to you. So uh, I was joking with um, uh, uh, John M. Wilson, who is from John Breed's comics, a uh, 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 friend of the podcast, that uh, Stargirl really should just be called Infinity Inc. Uh, because a yeah. lot of these stories and these storylines are from the Infinity Inc. issues. So I guess uh, the best way to start this is just to to dive in. We know the the main big players here. So let's get into the first issue. So this is Mr. Bones's first appearance in DC Comics. So his journey begins with Infinity, Inc. number 16 in an issue titled They Call Him Mr. Bones! Exclamation point! In this story, Elida and Hector are celebrating their engagement. They are—they've gotten engaged. They're going to get married, and they're celebrating their engagement with their Infinity Ink friends, like like you would. You throw a party; everybody comes over. Uh, some of these friends are Star Spangled Kid. We didn't really talk about him, but Star Spangled Kid will also uh, be a big part at the end of our story with Mr. Bones. Uh, this is this is where the uh, the real drama comes in with star spangled kid. He will also, <laughs> he will, he will also get a name change. Um, you might also know from uh, the stargirl TV series that he uh, might go by the name star man. Uh, so that's that character. So, so star spangled kid comes over, Jade, North obsidian, Nuclon, all these, all these friends are here at the um, engagement party. So they're like playing beach volleyball. They're hanging out. They're having a great time. <laughs> You know, it's uh, I think it's shirts versus skins at one point Uh, (laughs) (laughs) on style. (laughs) So they're all having a really good time at this engagement party. Everything is going great. Everyone is having a great time well uh Ted Grant comes by uh you might know him as the superhero wildcat and he delivers an engagement present from Paradise Island so you might know who that might be front uh, from and Lida who is the daughter of Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor opens this gift revealing two baby kangas and uh one of them is, is that white what they're supposed to be uh Yes, these these are kangas, <laughs> which I think
0: are different than kangaroos. Those, Somebody yeah, fact they, check me on that. Are they different from kangaroos? Because those don't those little faces don't look like kangaroos.
1: <laughs> Someone let us know in the comments what the difference is between a king and a kangaroo, if there is one let's really uh, get is that a, Kanga a
0: real a real creature because I want to, I want to say that I Google image searched it and all I found was uh, images from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, so interesting. That, <laughs> that raises some questions. <laughs> so
1: what, whatever these little guys are, <laughs> these are two baby Kangas and it's important to uh, mention that one is white and one is black because uh, they're, Uh, different uh, Kangas and they're incredibly rare because um, uh, non-gray baby Kangas are rare and they will, um, they will come back into play, but please be prepared for a little heartache with these Kangas. Uh, So I just wanted to mention them as they come into the story uh, with Ted Grant. So at the engagement party, uh, let's see. So at the engagement party, the beach volleyball match, it's been going great eventually goes south and Lida and heck who are engaged, they get into a really big fight. And yeah. of course, nobody wants to hang around at an engagement party when the couple you're celebrating, like is having a big fight. Everybody's like, Oh, this is uh this is a, uh, m- maybe a little uh, dramatic and I don't feel like I should be part of this. So everybody leaves, everybody goes home. And uh, so Lida ends up being uh, there by herself because heck goes off and everybody's just, we're, we're, why, why would you stay at a party when the, the engaged couple is uh, seemingly breaking up? <laughs> so so it is a little awkward. So Lida's left at home all alone. And while she's there, Lida gets a surprise visitor who enters saying, and this is a, a direct quote from the comic. Mr. Bones is the name. Kickin' ass is my game. And oh. if you make me prove it, you've only your pretty self to blame.
0: Oh, so, Rhymes. He's, yes, he, start, he, he starts a rap battle as soon as he walks in.
1: <laughs> so Mr. Bones comes in and the first thing he does is rhyme. And apparently this is a big thing for him. I'm not sure why Mr. Bones needs to rhyme, but this is a very, <laughs> uh, very important part of his character. You, you will see as you read through these issues That's his big thing. Other characters comment on it about how irritated they are about how he rhymes everything. (laughs) And uh, so if you didn't know, Mr. Bones loves a good, uh, I I don't know, limerick, a good, a rhyming word, but it is a big thing for his character and he does it often.
0: It is part of his process. Now, yes, (laughs) uh, apparently my uh, lack of knowledge about Kanga's, has become a little bit of a sticking point in the comics in the, in the comments also the comics uh, because Rachel said doesn't wonder woman have a pet kanga question mark
1: yes so wonder woman is associated with kangas but we i think i think the
0: question is are kangas like real are kangas like out of the comics Can you find one? That's my question. Uh, Brian says, yeah, didn't the kangas come up in the DC Super Pet Special a few weeks ago? They did. I just don't know if they're like a real thing. Can you see a kanga in a zoo? If you're in Australia, are you going to bump into a kanga or nah? (laughs) (laughs) So that
1: is the question we're trying to grapple with. So someone let us know if kangas are maybe maybe they're just like a subspecies of kangaroos. We don't know. Uh, That's what we're trying to find out. (laughs) But yes, Kangas are something, uh, are animals that are associated uh, largely with Wonder Woman. All right, continuing into our journey. So Mr. Bones has shown up at Lida's house. He's uh, delivering rhymes. And he has done this because he's appeared to kidnap, he, he wants to kidnap Hector to get a ransom from Hector's father, Carter Hall, Hawkman. But since Lida is the only one left at the house bones is just gonna have to settle for her so mr bones and lida get into a big fight everybody fights in all these infinity ink issues they're fighting all the time doesn't matter what it's over everybody has a fight but <laughs> uh so this is the first fight we're gonna see in these issues so uh, mr bones and lida get into a big fight and while they are scuffling lida notices that she can feel feel an invisible face over mr bones's skull and that his features show perfectly normal when they're outlined in the sand outside the house. So this is something she's picking up about this sort of skeleton looking man who appears out of nowhere inside her house. Then uh, Lida, after they've had this scuffle, Lida thinks she has defeated Mr. Bones and starts to call the police. Because, I mean, wouldn't you if you saw a skeleton man come in to kidnap you? But Mr. Bones pops up to ask, did you really think your sticks and stones would put the lid on Mr. Bones? So <laughs> so uh crime. <Sick> so-, <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Bones is sort of fighting back as she calls uh the police. And when this is happening, uh in defense of Lida, her new pet kanga uh pets jump in to bite Mr. Bones's glove, which if you know anything about his cyanide touch, this is a very dangerous move when Mr. Bones's glove comes off. The white Kanga pulls one of Bones' gloves off, leaving his bare skeleton hand uh, revealed. When the black Kanga bites Bones' hand, it dies a tragic death due to the cyanide touch. No. So this is a really tragic event in this first issue. Um, you can't tell just in the static images, but if you read it um, in the uh, the digital version where it's got the guided view the uh the face of the white kanga who's seeing so um, sad. seeing its uh kanga friend or kanga brother uh, lying dead it it kind of pops up by itself and it's the saddest looking face.
0: <laughs> it's so <laughs> sad. The white kanga is so sad. I also think it's in this in this comic uh like panel. Lida is like really angry and she's like, you know, you killed it. It's just this little animal. And he was like, well, I didn't mean to. So already (laughs) Mr. Bones is like, listen, listen, I'm just evil. I just want to kidnap some people. I want to drop some sick rhymes. (laughs) I wasn't meaning to kill the little creature, though. That was just my crazy sweat. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's harder on me than it is on you. Believe me. I may look like a skeleton,
1: but I'm not a monster. This was a total accident. So uh, continuing on after our sad uh, uh, situation with the the baby Kangas there, uh, Hector returns to the house after he's kind of cooled off. He, and he discovers that uh, something has happened to Lida. He discovers a Polaroid picture of Mr. Bones holding Lida by the hair with a note on the back reading, quote, don't call the fuzz, just cool your feet. Don't tell a soul or she's dead meat, unquote. So, Bo- <laughs> so Bones signed the photo, uh it, this is how he call, refers to himself. Uh, he signs the photo, Mr. Bones, head honcho of Helix. So that is the uh uh-huh. the first uh first issue of Mr. Bones there. At the end, it, there's a <laughs> panel that says, What the hell is Helix? A question mark, and it's written on top of a bone. So uh so that's his
0: first appearance in comics. Okay. First off, loving Mr. Bones' energy, <laughs> but <laughs> Does he at all seem a little try hard in this issue? He... <laughs> Mr. Bones is giving me, and I say this with love, big theater kid energy, right? Like, oh. he's like, he's walking in. He's rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> he's rhyming right away. He's like putting on a performance. And then he gives himself like a title as he's leaving. He's like, I'm a head honcho. He, I'm reautographed really autographed rotten. it. He autographed it. Like for my fans, <laughs> he's a theater
1: kid who autographed
0: a, a picture for him. <laughs> he just needs to take it down a notch, okay? <laughs> People are gonna like you for you, Mr. Bones. You don't have to put on a performance all the time. <laughs> he is really
1: showy, he makes a big interest, uh, in entrance into Lida's house and um, it really causes some trouble. So, that is his first appearance. In his first appearance, he murders some, he murders a baby Kanga. And <sighs> then kidni- uh, kidnaps Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor's daughter. So that's a that's a pretty big, yeah. That's a pretty big move for him. He's making a splash. So when he said in I think it was Rebirth that he was like the greatest villain, he he he. Uh, I mean, you know, he framed a picture of himself on the wall. I mean, he this is so, Sort of Canada, living up to the that's hype.
0: Evil. That is evil, Mister <laughs> Bones. Even though, to be again, to be fair, as he says, he didn't really mean to do that. <laughs> that's, that was kind of his medical condition, but okay. <laughs> He's like I'll take credit for me if it gets me in the funny papers. <laughs> I mean, it was really the kanga's fault. Let's
1: let's blame the kanga for ripping the glove off. That was that was really not his fault. So, um that's not the last time though that we will see uh the glove come off and uh something Ooh. tragic happen in in the meantime. Um, so that is his first appearance. So, uh, so Morgan, uh, will you will you take us through Infinity Inc. number seventeen?
0: Oh yeah. So this is uh, we're we're back in this. We're back in the story <laughs> uh, in a story titled "Home Sweet Helix." Uh, Lyda finds herself waking up in a new house. This time at Casa de Helix, where she's introduced to Penny Dreadful, uh, Arak, aka Windwalker. Uh, Who can conjure up weather out of nowhere. Uh, Tao Jones. um, That's spelled T-A-O, not D-O-W. So I guess it's pronounced Tao. Yeah, they make that very clear in the issue. Ah, Okay. Mm -hmm. And she can levitate. Uh, Baby Boom, uh, (laughs) whose powers are unknown. And Critter, a dog that wears eyeglasses and a suit tie, who's also a first-class computer hacker. (laughs) yeah uh i so okay wow a lot a lot a lot happened yeah we 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 can stop down if you have questions or thoughts yeah we can Um, can break (laughs) it okay yeah um (laughs) i guess if i'm being honest i have some questions about critter okay um why the tie i guess (laughs) um is his vision bad from looking at the computer all day? How How is he typing? Because I have animals, and they <laughs> have opposable thumbs so much. I mean, like, I don't, if I put, like, Beager's hands on the keyboard, <laughs> I, he couldn't, like, like, that's a human hand on that dog. And so it's, <laughs> it's giving me, like, a little bit of an uncanny valley situation where, like, something is just wrong.
1: Okay, I'm trying to uh cuz they don't really go into Critter's origin story. Um <laughs> he does sort of look like a like a human dog hybrid character. He does. But I don't know that I know if he actually is some some like half a human. Like I don't I don't know that. It's never specifically said. <laughs>
0: um I-, I have a lot of questions about Critter.
1: <laughs> but Critter is a dog wearing eyeglasses a tie, and is is a great computer hacker. So that's well, just really all you need to know about Critter.
0: I mean, I'm sure he's a very good bad boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Bones explains to Lyta that she's being held as a ransom because Helix has a bit of a cash flow problem. Shocking <laughs> that the organization that's uh, helmed up by a dog typing on a computer has maybe squandered some of its wealth. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Bones is like, listen, we tried like a lemonade stand and like <laughs> we put up a GoFundMe. Nobody donated. it. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Helix contacts Heck to bring them 100 grand and come to their location. Uh, when Heck arrives, he encounters baby boom uh, power, still kind of unknown critter and the rest of Helix. Um, So after they all fight at the end of the issue, Mr. Bones decides they're going to Los Angeles to take what they want. Uh, Again, I'm going to go back to really like his, his primary goal is to go to Los Angeles. Mr. Bones is a theater kid. He's like, finally, I'm going to get that audition. I've been, I've been waiting for
1: (laughs) (laughs) going to LA. That's where dreams are made of in
0: Hollywood. (laughs) Uh, the Okay, so the most important part of this issue is that Lida takes note that Mr. Bones has traded in his corny rhymes for a cigarette cough. Oh, so he's like between issues. He's so stressed out from all of this that he's he's started smoking. He's like he's like the the rhyme thing. I understand. I was gilding the lily, right? Like that was (laughs) it was too many affectations. (laughs) Nobody wants that. But you know what's cool, Daddy O, smoking. Yeah, this
1: is not the uh, last time we'll see Mr. Bones uh, smoking a cigarette. Uh, In more recent comics, he he's he's changed to cigars usually, uh, but here in his uh, first real run of comics, he's he's smoking uh,
0: cigarettes quite a bit. You think he would be like a little bit more careful of his instrument?
1: You would think so, uh, but I guess it's you know you get you got to call. Him, he'll he'll later explain to people in some of these issues that he he smokes to calm his nerves. Uh, so he he's kind of he's got a lot of uh, nervous energy with that uh, theater kid energy that he's carrying around. All right, so the next issue is in Infinity Inc. number eight. Teen. so in this story which is titled helix goes to hollywood uh after causing chaos at a place called <laughs> wanda's gourmet uh, deli in beverly hills penny dreadful asks mr bones do you have to smoke that smelly cigarette and this is when he tells her that smoking steadies his nerves so he sort of justifies Aww. it a little bit mr um, bones uh, has
0: like a little light anxiety i think
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a problem for him, but he he gets through it using uh, the help of the cigarettes. So I guess there is that. (laughs) Um, So in Bakersfield... Um, which is where uh Lida is being held. Tal, who's one of the members of Helix, she's watching uh soap operas, which I think is great. I'm, I'm enjoying her watching <laughs> nice. some soap operas, uh, but she's watching soap operas and uh, she's watching over a kidnapped infinitor. So Lida's been taken, but now Hector has also been taken as well. So, um, so these two are are uh, being uh, held by a Tao from Helix. And Helix is, so, I mean, I mean Tau is sort of torturing them by watching soap operas. Hector is not a big fan of them. Uh, but, and, and while she, <laughs> so while evil. she... So evil. And so while she is there, she's got a lot of time on her hands. And uh while she's got the two of them, they, they don't want to watch the soap operas, but maybe they'll listen to her tell a story. So uh since she is left alone to babysit these two, Tal recounts Helix's origin story to them. So this is uh this is us finding out um where Helix came uh to be and how they came to be who they were. So she tells them of a gynecologist named Dr. Love and a bunch of pregnant women who believe anything he told them. The women were afraid, but the good doctor put them all at ease with his charming bedside manner. Little did they know Dr. Love had secretly injected all of these pregnant ladies with some kind of experimental drug. It's not real specific and clear about what the drug is, but it was experimental and the ladies didn't know about it. One night, by a strange coincidence, six of the doctor's patients gave birth the same night, and of course, he was the one who chose the hospital. And the babies are born, and this is what people say about them in the issue, they are called strange-looking. So these babies huh. are um, they are coming into the world with people already judging them, and um, kind of, it's kind of a harsh way to come into the world, actually. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Helix maybe uh, came from a place where they were sort of looked down upon um, in their first uh, day on earth. So Dr. Love tells all of the future members of Helix that he took them in because their parents didn't want them because I guess they were strange looking. Tal says that he always treated them well, but they never got to meet anyone else. So really they only knew each other and Dr. Love and they grew up naturally except for baby boom, who stopped aging when she was five. So Baby baby Boom <laughs> still looks like a five-year-old, um, even though uh, everybody else has aged normally. So we get to see a little bit. This is kind of the cool part in this issue is that we get to see uh, the different members of Helix in their different age, <laughs> age brackets. <laughs> so we get to see them as little kids, toddlers. Look at little Mr. Bones. He's <laughs> so cute. So explain little Mr. Bones to the audio listener.
0: Oh, how to explain baby Bones. Uh, He's just like a tiny little skeleton man. It's like a skeleton child. He's wearing uh, a little pair of green shorts and a little red shirt for some like Christmas flair, I guess. (laughs) And he's kind of doing the Beyonce single ladies put a ring on it gesture (laughs) with with his little skeleton hand. He is adorable. Ten out of 10.
1: Yeah, he is really cute. So we get to see a younger version of Bones. And I guess we get to see like maybe a teenage Mr. <laughs> Bones. <I don't> know. <laughs> he does look uh, like, like he's girl. about
0: to say, uh, you're not my real dad. So
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so uh, this issue uh, gives their origin story and shows them as they progress in age, which is pretty uh, neat to, say, to see for all of these characters. So inspired by TV clips of them, um, uh, of the Justice Society. So Helix has been inspired by watching TV clips of the Justice Society who, uh, by all accounts to them, were just a bunch of specially powered weirdos like them. So Helix is looking at the Justice Society and they're like, well, we're no different. We are exactly the same. We are the same as the Justice Society. They They have special powers and they're weirdos like us. So because they've been inspired by the Justice Society, the members of Helix fixed up fancy costumes to go with the only names Dr. Love ever gave them. And that's how they started calling themselves Helix. So that is part of how Helix became Helix. So shortly after Tao concludes her story, uh, as she's telling this to Lida and Heck, Obsidian, who's another member of Infinity Inc., makes his way into Helix's hideout and rescues the two of them. Helix and Infinity, Inc. fight. And it results in Jade, another one of the Infinitors, coming into contact with Mr. Bones' cyanide touch. It's all very dramatic. You might get worried about Jade, but don't worry, though. Just spoiler alert, she's going to make it. Uh, so she <laughs> she does have a scare with the cyanide touch, uh, but she's going to be okay. So don't worry about Jade. We're going to see her a little bit later. So this is kind of the, the first time we learn about the the origin story of Helix, how they came into the world, who Dr. Love is. Keep that in the back of your mind uh, because we might uh, meet Dr. Oh. Love. Uh, so so uh, stay tuned for more uh, Dr. Love in these stories. All right, Morgan, you want to take us through uh,
0: issue number 26? I can't wait. And I can't believe that they made people wait so many issues before the next appearance of Mr. Bones. <laughs> uh, yeah, Give that's the people true. what they want. Um, <laughs> the next time we see Mr. Bones is in Infinity, Inc. number 26 in a story titled Come Helix and High Water. Uh, the new wildcat, Yolanda Montez, is taken by Helix's new Sharky member, Ker- uh, Caracaro. Yeah, I was sort Car-o- of saying Karcharo, I think that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Carcharo uh, to meet Mr. Bones, uh, Tao, Arak, Windwalker, and Penny Dreadful. So Yolanda finds out that Karcharo, uh is her cousin and their mothers were both patients of Doctor Love, mm. what twist? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, and, and like, how did did he end up as like a little shark baby or like? Yeah, a, so so he uh, so Carcharo Car,
1: Car, Car- <laughs> Car- is a shark man, essentially, kind of like King Shark in DC Comics,
0: sort of like uh. that. Hmm, okay. and He's he's kind of cute as a little shark he baby. He's really though. cute as a little shark baby. Who would give that baby away? Like, <laughs> Listen, this is a world-class baby. I'm not giving this baby away. <laughs> um, the Infinitors interrupt this family reunion to retrieve Yolanda. And after a battle breaks out between the two teams, once again, more battles, uh, Infinity Inc. captures Mr.
1: Bones. So, yeah, Mr. Bones comes into comics kidnapping Lida. He has now been uh, kidnapped by Lida. So a little bit of uh, a turnabout is a fair play. <laughs> uh, so Mr. Bones has now been taken in by Infinity Inc. Twist. Twist. Uh, I guess he he's getting what can, uh, is coming to him, though. He really, uh, he really maybe deserved this a little bit. All right. So the next issue he's going to be appearing in is Infinity Inc. Number 28. Eight, and this is a story titled Mr. Bones Gonna Rise Again. And I kind of <laughs> feel like I need to like say it in a real exaggerated uh, southern accent uh, for that one because it's it's just too good. Uh, but so, this is a story where Mr. Bones has been taken into custody by the Infinitors. And so this is the aftermath of that. So when Bones tells them that he needs a smoke, the star-spangled kid reaches into Bones' cape to pull them out. But this was all uh, a distraction, though, because Mr. Bones bites the arm of star-spangled kid as a way to insist (laughs) that they let him go. So this is is a ruse that he is playing in order to uh, get out of there. Uh, but but there's no cyanide sweat affected on uh, Star Spangled Kid because Bones hasn't bitten through the sleeve, so that's a that's a real technicality. If you've only if he's only bit your sleeve, you're fine. If it goes in the skin, you die. Oof. All right. But it's uh, but it's enough leverage to force Infinity Inc. to release him in order to save uh, Kid's life. So they were like, Oh, this is this is too close. So we might as well just let him go because uh, he could uh, touch us with his his cyanide touch and we could die. So let's just go ahead and uh, beat, beat the bullet and we'll just uh, we'll, we'll let him go and, um, and be safe. So Mr. Bones attempts to flee from his captors, but Obsidian and Brainwave Jr. are able to knock him out cold. Infinity Inc. has Mr. Bones locked up at the Los Angeles police department, special detention facility, but a mysterious rescuer knocks out the police office, officer guarding him. So we'll figure out, we'll, no. we'll learn who the mysterious rescuer is, but it may take a while for us to get there. Meanwhile, in Helix's hideout, a coup is developing with a shark man, Karcharo <laughs> trying to assume the leadership of the supervillain team. So while Mr. Bones is out, Karcharo's like, I'm taking over. I'm taking over Is Helix's head honcho. So he's trying to oust Mr. Bones as the head of Helix. Uh, Penny Dreadful, though, tries to stop this. I think, maybe I'm reading into it, but I think Mr. Bones and Penny Dreadful might have had a thing uh, romantically. Uh, I, I was sort of reading into it, but I wondered if they were like romantically inclined because there's a lot of drama between Bones and Penny Dreadful. But Penny Dreadful tries to stop this using Baby Boom's intervention, but Baby Boom is going through a change of identity. She is really... She's really trying out some new things. Uh, she's now wearing a punk getup, insists on being called Babe instead of Baby Boom, and she sides with Carcharo. So Baby Boom is like, no, I'm just Babe now, okay? That's, that's what you're going to call me now. It's my new brand. So Baby Boom has has really undergone quite the metamorphosis in this issue.
0: There's a lot of like there's a lot of look happening with um with babe. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna call her what she wants to be called. <laughs> so babe, just, just, no more. It's babe. Uh, she's got on what looks like, like leopard print tights. There's like a big chunky belt, <laughs> and she's got on like a little crop jacket and some pearls recently, <laughs> like some pink pearls. Yeah. And then she's got a mohawk. And then uh, like a a black bandana and then pink sunglasses. All of this while smoking. Also a safety pin in her ear. (laughs) It's like she's committed to about five different looks in this one outfit. (laughs) You can tell she's really going through it just by this outfit. (laughs) She's really trying to figure out who
1: she is. So she's trying a lot of different things. But uh, she is now going by Babe. And she has sided with Karcharo as the head of Helix. All
0: right. So um, Morgan, how about you take us through Infinity, Inc. number 29? Of course. So in Infinity, Inc. number 29 uh, and a story titled Situation Terminal, Yolanda, aka Wildcat, has tracked Helix down to their lair but runs into Mr. Bones. Uh, She wisely realizes that she should be careful about him because his cyanide skin under her nails wouldn't exactly do wonders for her health, uh, which is a smart uh, decision based on some of the other stuff that she's seen. Mm -hmm. Um, Knowing that Karcharo wants to be reunited with his cousin Yolanda, Bones turns her in. Brutal. Uh, (laughs) Karcharo uses this opportunity to take Mr. Bones down and infighting between Helix erupts. Critter, oh no. Critter is seemingly killed. And Babe, again previously known as Baby Boon, <laughs> changes her mind about Karcharo, wanting to fight for bones instead. Oh, don't worry about Critter though. It's revealed later that he survived. Yeah. Critter's I was okay. really worried about Critter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was going to do all their hacking? <laughs> what if like every time that they need him to hack something they were like, "Oh, Uh, Critter, you have to stop ordering just giant, like, Get giant things of milk bones to the <laughs> headquarters with how they're gonna find us <laughs> it's like a costco a costco size thing of milk bones <laughs> he's like i get them for free when i hack <laughs> um a showdown between mr bones and carcharo takes place resulting in carcharo biting bones's leg uh-oh, Bones thinks that his cyanide sweat uh, skin killed Karcharo. but Bones has bigger concerns now because he's losing blood like crazy. I keep forgetting that he's actually not all bones.
1: Yeah, so this is uh, Mr. Bones fighting a giant shark man, and the shark has bitten Bones's leg. and uh, even though you can't really see his his leg because he's just like all bone, I mean, he's bone, like you can't see his skin. Uh but he still has a he has he still
0: has a leg there. So this is this is a, a big problem for him. Oof, this is bad news for Mr. Bones, that's for sure. Uh Beth Chappell, aka Dr. Midnight turns out to be Mr. Bones's hero. With the help of Obsidian, who provides darkness so that she can see Bones and operate on him, Beth informs everyone that Bones will survive if they get him to a hospital quickly. The Infinitors take Bones to Sunset Medical Center where Jade, who was previously affected by Bones' cyanide touch, was taken. Yeah, (laughs) so... I like the idea of them just being, like, next to each other, like, hey, (laughs) what's up?
1: (laughs) So, previously, Jade had gotten infected by the cyanide touch. So they had to send her to the hospital. She turned out to be okay. Everybody uh, was glad that she survived. And so I guess in a twist of fate, um, he was uh, affected by his own uh, situation uh, that kind of got him in trouble with Carcharo. And then his leg got uh, uh, bitten into and he had to go to the hospital. So he's sort of in Jade's position now. Um, but uh, Beth Chapel, who you may have heard that name on oh. the Star World TV series um, who is Dr. Midnight. Uh, Beth Ch- Chapel is a doctor in uh, these issues and she helps Mr. Bones. She's actually kind of, I don't I don't want to say Mr. Bones is like personal doctor, but Mr. Bones goes to seek her uh, seek her help for medical issues. So uh, Beth Chapel does help him out. All right, so the next time that we see Mr. Bones is in Infinity, Inc., number 51, in a story titled A Death in the Family. This issue takes place during Lida and Heck's wedding reception. You know, if you remember, they were engaged. They had an engagement party that kind of fell apart. Mr. Bones showed up and kidnapped <laughs> uh, the, the one of the, uh, the fiancés, eventually both of them. Uh, but, uh, but here, at the wedding, they're now getting married. Lida and Heck, this is their wedding. And Mr. Bones is a surprise guest. so so oh, when when they okay. had when they had their um uh, engagement party, he uh, broke into the house and kidnapped Lida. Now they're getting <laughs> married, and he's uh, one of their guests. So I think what happened after his uh, leg situation with Carcharo and uh, Dr. Beth Chapel fixed his leg up, he became friendly with the uh, with um Infinity Inc. And he started to befriend them a little bit, and so Aww. they started to see him as more of a hero. They didn't see him as as so much of a uh, a rhyming nuisance anymore,
0: <laughs> even though he's still rhyming. Although, as I say, he's gone back to the rhyming because in this panel he says toasts are nice, but I'm not joking. I don't dig parties where there's no smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's solid.
1: It's solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is uh this is Mr. Bones at the wedding of Heck and Lida. So this is a big celebration with Infinity Inc. Everybody is there. This is the big event of the season. So after losing his leg, which he did at the uh the jaws of Carcharo. Uh, and uh, and depending on the Infinitors to save him, which they do, Bones has put a boot over his artificial leg. He's turned a corner and he's joined the good guys. Mister Bones was initially forced to, to do this. Like he he kind of he probably would have done it on his own, but really he was <laughs> he was forced to do it because he was placed in the custody of Infinity Inc. Uh, 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 in no choice of his own, but he was given over to Infinity Inc. to watch over him. But since since then, uh, he's proven himself against many foes. And Star Spangled Kid, who is now going by Skyman, because I guess he rebranded and he liked that a little better. Uh, so Star Spangled Kid now going by Skyman. Keep that in the back of your head, so you can keep up with us. Okay, that's uh, confusing. But, that's confusing. But, but Mr. Bones has proven himself to uh, Infinity Inc. as an asset and a friend to them. Um, so Star Spangled Kid, who is now Skyman, is going to recommend that the courts take Bones and, and all of Helix off of probation. So maybe they've earned the ability to not be on probation anymore and uh, to, to kind of go on with their lives. To which Mr. Bones replies, quote, So there's a heart behind those stars and stripes. Put them there, Sky. No more gripes, unquote. <laughs> uh, so that is a, that is a, what he thinks about that. So there's a really nice moment in this issue between Mr. Bones and Skyman at Lida and Hex's wedding. This is going to be short-lived, though. Because it turns out that Mr. Bones and Skyman have walked into a trap. Uh, they find their friend. So, so Mr. Bones comes up to Skyman during the wedding reception. It says, hey, Jade wants to see you. So they both go down there to see what's going on with Jade. Because Jade is uh, hanging out with Solomon Grundy for whatever reason. Solomon Grundy is there. They have him in uh, their custody. And Jade is kind of watching over uh, Solomon Grundy while the wedding is going on. Probably wasn't the best idea to have the wedding where you had Solomon Grundy hold up. Yeah, it feels like a mistake. Yeah, that's that seems like an error, but this is what's happening. So, they find their friend and fellow infinitor Jade with Solomon Grundy, but Jade is trying to fight them. This is so strange. Jade is one of their friends, what? but Jade is trying to fight Mr. Bones and Skyman. And because Solomon Grundy has taken to Jade, he he likes Jade. He'll kind of do whatever um, Jade says and does Grundy is now fighting them too. So it's Jade and Grundy versus Mr. Bones and Skyman. So to help Skyman, Mr. Bones removes run- one of his gloves to deliver oh, a sun no. blow to <laughs> Solomon Grundy. So his intention, Mr. Bones wants to take out Solomon Grundy. So that's why he removes his glove. But of course, because Grundy isn't really alive technically this is not going to hurt him so Jade and Grundy take advantage of the glove being removed by having Grundy force Mr. Bones's hand so Grundy takes Mr. Bones's hand and puts it on Skyman's face which means Uh-oh. Mr. Bones has killed his new friend Skyman oh, man. he didn't he didn't mean to this was not his intention someone else used his hand to frame him and make it look like uh Bones has killed uh, Skyman, formerly the Star Spangled Kid, Mr. so this Bones is really made a new friend. <laughs> this is really, I, I, I actually really felt for for Bones um, here in this issue because he really he was making a lot of progress and he seemed to really uh, want to be part of their team, and so now now things are different for him. So in his sis, uh, his sadness, Mr. Bones pays a visit to Dr. Beth Chapel, his, his new friend at the Sunset Medical Center. And while he is uh, smoking to calm his nerves there, he collapse, uh, collapses to the floor. Dr. Chapel and her team put on gloves, which they have to, to prevent exposure to the cyanide touch. And they examine Bones to try to find out what is wrong with him. So they do a couple of tests on him to figure this out. So Through their examination using what's called a dermoscope machine, they discover that uh, though he suffered no bone fractures, there is some swelling in his ocular orbit. So Uh (laughs) uh, this means that he could potentially have an injury to his right eye. So they're able to find all of this out they 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 kind of learn quickly that he doesn't have any fractures because they can see his bones like (laughs) you know they don't have to do a lot of uh testing on that they don't need they don't need an x-ray yeah yeah they can see everything so they know immediately whether or not he has any bone issues so uh the one thing they do need to do in order to complete their assessment into bones's condition is they need to use the dermoscope machine to go full power. So when they do this, something really interesting happens. It reveals Mr. Bones' flesh. We couldn't see his flesh before, but because of this dermoscope machine, we can see his flesh, and it shows them that Mr. Bones is a black man. So this is the big reveal. So we get to know a little bit about who Bones is outside or, or in, Inside or no, I guess outside the skeleton. <laughs> outside of his insides? Yes. Yeah. So we normally see his insides, but now we get to see his outside. So there's a really cool couple of panels where it starts with the skeleton man and then shows like his tissues. And and, and then it kind of goes to where you can see who he, who he really is and what he really looks like. Um, so that's a really cool reveal into uh, Mr. Bones and what's going on there for for him. Uh, so while while this is happening, Beth gets a phone call at the hospital telling her what happened with Skyman. News is starting to get around with, with all the Infinity Inc. members. And Mr. Bones jumps up and he makes his escape out of the hospital and hitches a ride towards Santa Barbara in search of Skyman's haters. So he he realizes if Beth hears that, oh, Mr. Bones has murdered Skyman, she's going to think badly of him. And so he jumps up, runs out of the hospital because he wants to prove that he did not intentionally try to kill uh, Skyman, that he did not intend for that to happen. He didn't want to kill his friend. And, uh, so now he's on the road, uh, hitching a ride to try to figure out who is really behind, uh, the Jade and, uh, Grundy incident. All right. So, um, to round out this issue, as Star Spangled Kid, um, uh let's oh actually that's a uh, part that I admit to delete and put it somewhere <laughs> else so never mind so that is the end of the issue uh Mr. Bones hitching a ride to figure out who uh is responsible for what happened with Skyman so um Morgan will you take us
0: into Infinity Inc number 52 of course yeah it's very it's very dramatic now yes Mr. Things, Bones things has- are escalating Like any good theater kid, Mr. Bones has put on his fedora, and he's ready to uh to solve a mystery. Uh, But obviously, if he's going to go to LA, he's got to come correct pop those collars (laughs) put on that fedora you are dick tracy um (laughs) which is i'm sure what he said to himself in the mirror before he left (laughs) Uh, so in this next issue infinity inc number 52 in a story titled to love and die in la the reader gets a flashback to when mr bones first saw dr love or so he was told because he was only uh five seconds old which uh, I at first read as five years old. And I was like, oh, that's, that's probably a little, it's a little hard to remember when you're five, but five seconds, you're not going to remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty young. So Bones goes through the story, uh, goes through the history of Helix and how after learning what love did to them, the gang voted for Bones to be the one to execute Dr. Love. Nice that Helix had some democracy. Uh, <laughs> They're like, listen, guys, we all got to get on the same page here before we do our executing. Oh,
1: baby boom would be too, too much of a show. Might give might give them away (laughs) uh, too much residue and, uh, you know, evidence left behind. But Mr. Bones, he can kind of. Yeah, he can kind of do it. And it's uh, real simple and easy.
0: Yeah, you don't you want to you don't want to send Critter to go do that so that's <laughs> <the door. laughs> with his dog face, but his human hands. <laughs> uh, so uh, Mr. Bones took Doctor Love out to a desert to kill him with his cyanide fist, but Bones let him escape after Doctor Love pleaded for his life to hide the truth. Bones told the rest of Helix that he had gone through with the murder and that Doctor Love was dead because Doctor Love was actually still alive at the time, it's revealed that he is the mysterious rescuer who got Mr. Bones out of jail back in Infinity, Inc. number 28. You didn't think it was going to come back around, but we've (laughs) solved that mystery. (laughs) Cliffhanger solved. Oh my goodness! Mr. Bones is now trying to investigate why someone would want to frame him and use his poison to off his old pal Skyman. Uh, Infinity Inc. and Mr. Bones have the same idea to go upstate to the facility where the rest of Helix is being held. There, the Infinitors meet the doctor in charge of the hospital and Helix patients, a doctor Raymond Lamore. Hmm. Uh, hmm. hmm. That, that Lamore. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Dr. Lamore will reveal that his real name is Dr. Amos Love and that he has control of Helix's actions, resulting in a fight breaking out between the Infinitors and Helix. Who could really foresee that Dr. Lamore? Could <laughs> also be doctor love so only if you only designed. if you are parl la français that's a lamore <laughs> <laughs> um when doctor when mr bones appears he convinces the members of helix to stop fighting so they won't be made into killers like he has been dr love tries to coerce helix to kill bones because he has betrayed them but it appears this order causes whatever was controlling them to break that spell and helix uses their combined powers to kill dr love instead yeah like obviously helix are besties from the womb you guys like you can't <laughs> That's not going to work. They're not going to like you're best friends with babe, right? And you've signed off on her weird new look like you're <laughs> you're not turning on her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, since Helix uh, helped to save the Infinitors they let them go but because Bones is still the prime Skyman murder suspect Infinity Inc. can't let him go sadly Helix still feels like Mr. Bones chose Infinity Inc. over them and they abandoned Mr. Bones telling him that he isn't one of them anymore oh you Uh guys that's not nice those are his best friends oh my god he's crying a little tear down his little bony face
1: I actually really feel for Mr. Bones here. He has tried to keep this group together his whole life, and they're they're, they're these outsiders that uh, would be shunned by the rest of the world. And here he is being ousted from them.
0: Oh, uh, it's heartbreaking. That's, that's brutal. You told you told me that we were going to go we, on yeah. like a journey of emotion. And I don't know that I thought it was going to get this deep. But like, I really feel for Mr. Bones here. Yeah. Like, those are his best friends. Yeah. Since he was a baby, since he was a little baby Bones. And it's it's breaking everyone up. Like Penny
1: Dreadful's crying. Bones is crying. It's It's devastating, I think, for all of them.
0: Everyone's so sad, like, dies. Like, maybe you just need a little break from each other, but this doesn't need to be forever. <laughs> Let Bones grow in a different direction.
1: <laughs> uh, new New Rachel has a good question. Are Mr. Bones' tears made of cyanide, too? Oh, that's, Ooh, that's a really I good question.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Mr. Mm. Bones is a is a dangerous person. Yeah. Ugh, must be hard to be oh, Mr. Bones. Poor Mr. Bones. Well, after, after that devastating loss... Um, that his Helix family has denounced him. Mr. Bones maintains his innocence in Skyman's death. And Infinity, Inc. allow him to pursue the truth to find the real bad guys behind it. So at least Infinity, Inc. is being kind of nice to him. I mean, he's just really gone through something.
1: Yeah, he's found a little bit of a new family, although I think he would do anything for those Helix members um, but Infinity Inc has really uh, taken him in, e- even despite what's happened with Skyman. They've still got to figure out if 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 it was all Bones or if somebody else uh, was behind it. So we are coming to the uh, the end of our storyline here uh, of Mister Bones and his time uh, with Helix and Infinity Inc. So to wrap up our storyline about Mister Bones uh, here, we have now come to the conclusion in Infinity Inc number fifty three. In a story titled Death, When It Must Come, it's revealed that the supervillain team in Justice Unlimited is behind Skyman's death. So these are the people who are actually uh, responsible for Skyman dying using a character known as Harlequin to pose as Jade. So the Jade that they encountered with Solomon Grundy was not the real Jade. It was uh, this character I had never heard of. Harlequin, not Harley Quinn, uh, but prior (laughs) to Harley Quinn. There was a Harlequin in the uh the Injustice Unlimited uh supervillain team. So she that is actually is quite an outfit she's
0: got on. Yeah. She
1: she's something else. Yeah, she um <laughs> she can uh, disguise herself and pose as other people. Um, so she's a little bit of a kind of a shape shifting kind of a character. Um, so she's the one who actually uh was in there with Solomon Grundy posing as jade so that's how that went down so in a similar situation as before solomon grundy picks up a bones's hand so there's a there's another fight that breaks oh out. no <laughs> and solomon grundy picks up bones's hand ready to use it on a nuclon so solomon grundy got bones hand cyanide hand touch in his hand and he wants to use it to kill nuclon who's one of the infinitors uh when jade uh steps in and orders him to put it down so this is the real jade so it gets a little confusing because confusion arises when harlequin once again poses as jade and grundy can't decide because now there are two jades to listen to oh no one is telling him to put it down harlequin wants uh, to have nuclon get killed so there are two jades solomon grundy doesn't know what to do when the real jade proves herself Grundy goes after Harlequin, but doesn't kill her. That's important to note, uh, thanks to Jade's intervention. So there's kind of a replay of what uh, what happens with Skyman earlier in in the story. This time, though, Nuclon is okay, and he doesn't die at the hands of uh, Mr. Bones' hand. I guess. Uh, so now <laughs> that uh, um, so now that Infinity Inc. has found Skyman's real killer, they embrace Mr. Bones as one of them. And Wildcat even tells Mr. Bones, quote, you're not as bad as everyone says, unquote. So that is the story of Mr. Bones uh, and his time with Infinity, Inc. and Helix. And this is very much tied to um, uh, what we might see. I don't know for sure, but what we might see Mm -hmm. in Stargirl Season Three. So Stargirl season three starts August 31st. We're actually uh, recording this episode and doing a live stream the day before the premiere. Um, and uh, this uh, this season hopefully will feature more of Keith David as Mr. Bones. Now, Morgan, I'm curious. Now that we've seen uh, and read through uh, the Helix Origin and Infinity Inc and all of those storylines, what do you th- what do you think or what do you hope might happen? Uh, when Mr. Bones shows up on Stargirl?
0: I mean, there's just so much to hope for. I'm not current on Stargirl. I just started Season 2, so I've got a little bit of a journey ahead of me to catch up. But... I just hope that they, you know, I just hope that they really utilize Mr. Bones. I hope he's got, like, a nice cigarette cigarette or a cigar, perhaps. You know, treat yourself, Mr. Bones. Get that cigar. <laughs> uh, I hope that he wears a lot of snazzy little suits and, like, sharp little ties. Like, the, mm-hmm. the tie is a pop of, of fun. He can have fun with the tie. The, shoot, the, the suit has to be sharp. The tie could be fun. Um, I hope that they, I, I mean, I think that some of these storylines could be kind of fun, to, uh, to bring into uh, into the Stargirl um, universe. Like maybe two characters are dating each other and at a dramatic part, he kidnaps somebody. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just workshopping it. Maybe he's got a friend who's a dog computer hacker. I <laughs> hope that's the case now. Uh, honestly, if we could get some of Helix in there, that would be great because seeing that on screen would be... Wild? Uh, <laughs> do, they, do they have uh the budget for a uh a, a dog hacker do they have the budget for a shark man i don't know but <laughs> i would love to see it let's 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 I, get weird baby boom in her punk <laughs> outfit in there
1: <laughs> it's i it's, don't even know if they now. have I don't even know if they have budgets for baby Kangas. I don't know. I don't think they do. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that we get to at least maybe hear about other members of Helix because Helix was mentioned. Um, that's how c- I kind of thought Bones would come in. Uh, that was sort of giving me like Bones vibes is the, the mention of Helix. Um, we did get to to meet, uh, I believe it was a nurse love um, at the end of Stargirl Season 2. So there is someone connected. I don't know if Dr. Love will be there, but there is a... I think her name was Louise Love, uh, according to the show. So there is going to be some kind of connection with Helix and possibly uh, some somebody with the last name Love. So there is going to be that. What I would do if I was uh, show running uh, the Stargirl series is that um, it It seems like a lot of Season 3, uh, according to the promos, is going to have uh, Stargirl being trained by Starman, mm. who used to be Star-Spangled Kid, uh, who uh, then changed his name to Skyman, because I guess everybody loves to rebrand all the time. <laughs> but, um, but if I wanted to really add some dramatic emotion to the end of the season... Ooh. I would probably have uh, Star girl develop a, a really close relationship with Starman over the course of her training. And then at the end of the season, I would have Mr. Bones kill Scott Man. and
0: they have or, the hand. or Starman fans <laughs> yeah. coming for him. And, I
1: almost think the the in the end of the season, the dramatic like revealing of the glove, I think, has to come off.
0: Oh, would, I that would, like that. That
1: would, that would be how I do it. so i would I would have Starman be murdered by Mr. Bones at the end of season three.
0: I know. I guess the question is, does Mr. Bones do it because he's a nefarious villain or like in this arc, is he set up by someone else?
1: Yeah. So that could, that could be a a pretty cool twist too. Cause uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, evil characters in, in the, in the mix that could be um, a more, more evil than Mr. Bones. But I think there's a lot of ways that they could play him. So I I just think that since there's a connection with uh, the Star-Spangled Kid and Starman, that's that's kind of what I would do. But I hope, if anything, if we get to um, meet or at least hear about other members
0: of Helix. Yeah, me too. Because those are his pals, man. Those are, <laughs> that's his family. That's the, the only people he's ever known. What if you see, like, one episode, he's, like, you can see that he's, like, zooming with somebody on the computer. And then, it, like, the camera turns around to the other side of the computer so you can see who he's zooming with. And it's like a dog with, like, kind of <laughs> humanish hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bones is like, I need information about this thing. And the dog is like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
1: a, a lot of crazy things happen on Star Star Girl, so I That's would not true. put it past them. And Star Girl, I think, actually, um has been somewhat faithful to the comic book iterations of the characters, and I think really cares about the comic book versions. So I would hope that they would be somewhat faithful to Mr. Bones and um, the the Helix storyline in the comics. So I don't know. I'm excited. I don't want to put too much into it because I don't want to get my hopes up for all things, Mr. Bones. But I think if you have Mr. Bones, I think you should take advantage of him. So I hope they do something really cool with him.
0: I feel like uh, having caught up recently on Stargirl and like, I'm starting season two, but I'm hoping to be caught up so I can like watch season three as it unfolds, because obviously I'll do anything for Mr. Bones. But uh, I, I do feel like star girl is like, is not afraid to be a comic book show. Like it doesn't, it's not afraid to be comic booky and like make a ton of references to different comic book characters. And I've, I've been really enjoying that actually, as I've been watching it Uh, just like that. It embraces some of the hokier parts of comic books like and it just it doesn't seem to be embarrassed by it. it's like yes his name was stripesy <laughs> <laughs> and all of that is um very
1: uh character correct for pat dugan in the comics So he is known as stripesy there is a star-spangled kid um so there are uh, uh and and pat dugan is a, a tinkerer with automobiles and things like that so um he's very and he even has a son named mikey so there's uh so there uh is a lot that, that can be connected from the comic book iterations to the TV show versions of them. Um so that's what's what's really cool, I think. And and a lot of these things are pulled from these Infinity Inc. issues. So I would highly recommend if you're interested in this stuff. There are um volumes of Infinity Inc. storylines that don't even have Mr. Bones. There's just a bunch of Infinity Inc. stuff with the JSA. Um, and uh, and the Infinity Inc. You know the kids of the superheroes trying to prove themselves to the JSA. So those are really good reads, and some of the art is actually surprising, even though it's you know much much older in terms of age of the comics. But some of the art is really really good. Um, so don't dismiss it if it's an old comic. The art is pretty spectacular in these Infinity Inc. Issues. So i w- I would recommend giving them. Uh, uh, ago, I've linked all of the issues that we've talked about in the Ooh. video description below, and uh, they'll be in the audio podcast show notes. So, if you so if you want to check them out and read them for yourself, which I highly recommend, you can do that. So, uh, definitely check it out if you're interested in Infinity Inc. It was not a team I was super familiar with before doing this research for Mr. Bones, but uh, I I, <laughs> I kind of like them now. It's, it's a it's a fun read, so I may try to check out more of them. Uh, let's see. Mind the Gap uh, has some thoughts about Sylvester, who is uh, Starman. Uh, Sylvester might be a Starman in the show because in the comics, Starman Jack Knight gave Courtney his staff. Creator James Robinson has asked the character uh, stay retired since he injured. So since he ended that series, interesting. I did not oh. know about that. So uh, I guess maybe they they <laughs> they can't name him Skyman. I don't know, uh, but he is Starman on the show. I'm trying to see if there are any other comments or questions while we were going through the story. Um, uh, New Rachel asks, is the soap opera that Tao was making them watch secret hearts? (laughs) Um, No, that was not the, uh, the, that would have been great if that was the uh, soap opera that uh, (laughs) Linda Danvers is an actress on in the comics. So Supergirl, if you don't know, was a soap opera actress at one point uh, uh, on a TV show called secret hearts. Uh, but that is not the one. It was not referenced. It was just a a an unknown soap opera. So you could insert whatever soap opera soap opera you wanted in there. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess we've covered. Um, New Rachel. I'm not really sure if Death in the Family uh, was before the Batman version of Death in the Family. Let's see and try to look up the date for that. So Infinity Inc. number 51. When would that have been? Oh, gosh, now I'm having to (laughs) ink 51. When would that uh, publication date be? So, I guess the live chat, if you want to look this up for yourself, you can. Uh, Infinity Inc. number 51 uh, has a cover date of June 1988. Uh, so, you have to let me know if that was before or after when Jason Todd died in Batman Death in the Family. Uh, so, hopefully that helps uh, somewhat answer those questions. Actually, so more,
0: uh, I just looked up on Wikipedia, A Death in the Family, is it also a 1988 storyline oh. in Batman? So, I don't know. Maybe it was Synergy. Oh, maybe so. Hmm.
1: I would like to think that the Mr. Bones storyline maybe did it first. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got to beat up Batman every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) Do something first. Um, Um, I think that might take us to, I don't know, a little Snap judgment. We we could do some maybe uh some bones-related snap judgments. <laughs> In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended
0: and explanations are unnecessary. So our first snap judgment. Would you rather hang out with Infinity Inc or Helix? I have a feeling I know what Morgan's answer is (laughs) going (laughs) to be.
1: I guess I would want to hang out with Infinity Inc. Just because I'd want to ask all the kids like stories of growing up with their famous uh, moms and dads. So I'd probably say Infinity Inc. I mean, I
0: gotta go. Helix—they just seem like a fun time. Honestly, they just seem like a fun. T- like uh, Mr. Bones is gonna be a good time. Uh, that that I love dogs, and that dog can do some hacking for me. That's a that's a win win. Uh, I could give Baby Boom a makeover because she loves that. Like I, I just don't see where I, where I lose out in that scenario.
1: <laughs> I don't know. They seem pretty dangerous. Sometimes they fight each other and. Uh, they're all really super powerful. I f- I feel like at least with Infinity Inc, e- even when things go south with them, they're just like, okay, party's over, we're all going home. Uh, <laughs> so so nobody really gets hurt in that situation. But uh, yeah, Helix is definitely uh, it would it would be an interesting time
0: for sure. I'm taking my chances with Helix. <laughs> <laughs> okay, better branding for for our girl. Is it Baby Boom or just Babe? babe Um, or baby boom
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh i think i think for branding purposes i think baby boom works better it's got like an alliteration it sort of matches her look it's it's scarier if she wants to be a villain i think having a like a menacing villainous child is very scary so if you want to if you want to like scare people i think that's that's really the way to go. I think a lot of people would be scared to, you know, have a murderous child uh, in their presence. So and it also explains what she does. She's a little baby who goes boom. So I think branding purposes, I think it
0: really fits. I gotta I gotta agree. I think baby boom's a, a great name. It's a fun name to say. Um it, it's the name of an entire generation so all right <laughs> already you've got the baby boomers on your side oh
1: yeah oh th- that's that's uh <laughs> what her fans are called baby boomers
0: <laughs> yes i love it um no i think she's great she's got that really horror movie quality to her if she stands in a hallway like at the end of a long hallway no one's messing with her right no you like, would not go no. near her no, you're not doing that. She she maybe she has like a little doll or a ball in her hand. You're out. You're Yeah, out yeah, you're you're running the other way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think th- I think the rebrand is a mistake for Baby Boom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I like that she she as Babe is trying new things and really trying to figure <laughs> it out. But Babe is not really It's it's not really catchy. It's it's not it's not a telling you what you are. I mean, I'm maybe she's like I'm a babe, so just call me Babe. But I, I feel like it needs something more. She's she's just kind of generic as babe. I think baby boom really sets her apart.
0: I I agree. I'm I'm gonna say she needs to really go back to, to the classic version, baby boom classic. <laughs> <laughs> she, can keep, she can keep the new look, but the name, the name yes. is everything. <laughs> no, I agree. Okay. Most tragic death in Mr. Bones' story: the black kanga or skyman.
1: Oh man, I really, I really, mean, I, really I
0: really felt for that
1: that white kanga when it realized that the other kanga was dead. But I, for a Mister Bones perspective, I think the the Skyman death because he he did not mean to kill him. So I th- I think that's that's probably what I'm going to say is the Skyman death.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's tough. He he just made a new friend. He doesn't yeah. do that easily. All of his friends are the same friends he's always had, you know. And honestly, it is hard as an adult to make new friends. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. like It's hard to get out there and be like, hello, it's me, a giant skeleton man, and I would like to be your friend. But he did that, and he made new friends, and then he accidentally killed one. So that, <laughs> is, <laughs> that is sad. However... Nothing really got me in the heart like seeing that little <laughs> white kanga over the body of his black kanga brother friend Maybe. whatever terrible just terrible so i got to go with the black kanga that was that was brutal that just really hit me in the heart
1: yeah that is really tough cuz that
0: that little kanga didn't know what was going on didn't it, it didn't was just tr- It was just trying to protect its new owner. Yeah,
1: it didn't know that there was a cyanide touch associated with that hand. It was just trying to act in defense of Lyda, who probably could have defended herself and that Kanga should have stayed alive. Uh, But the history has happened and we cannot take it back. And that little baby Kanga died sacrificing his life to save uh, Wonder Woman's daughter. So... Uh, heartbreaking stuff, but a good overall storyline for Mr. Bones. So, thank you for making the snap judgments. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right, well, I hope you feel like you have gone on a journey. Into the uh the life and times of Mr. Bones and really <laughs> discovered who he is and what he's about. And, and I hope maybe you feel like uh you you've learned something, maybe you take some knowledge into Star Girl Season Three, and you're gonna be like, Yes, I know about Mr. Bones. This is very exciting. So I hope it makes uh you feel like Star Girl Season Three is gonna be more rewarding now that you know this great character, in my opinion, one of the all-time great DC comics characters. Um, Mr. Bones. So I guess. At this point, uh, that's going to end our discussion about Mr. Bones, but we need to get to some DC TV podcasts and Supergirl Radio plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a T public store. So if you're in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T Public Store link at the top of the page. Supergirl Radio is part of the DCTV podcast network. So if you also like the Flash Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning. Titans, Doom Patrol, Batwoman, Stargirl, Superman and Lois, and the upcoming Green Lantern, Justice League Dark, and Strange Adventure shows, and DCTV After Dark. You can subscribe to the DCTV Podcast Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts. Follow at DCTV Podcasts on Twitter. And like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, or else, this has been a message from Hope, inhabiting the Flash Vessel, also known as New Rachel. I really miss Hope the AI. (laughs) Me too.
0: (laughs) God bless her. (laughs) I hope she's somewhere out there planning to kill Supergirl. (laughs) (laughs) I have not given up. (laughs) Uh and since we talked about Mr. Bones in this episode who will later become director of the DEO, we have some DEO designs in the DC TV podcast T public store that we would like to suggest to you. So
1: if if you are uh, interested in the Department of Extranormal Operations and the uh, character journey where Mr. Bones really kind of becomes more of a hero. He 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 gets uh, he joins kind of a a uh, corporate structure, I guess. He, he joins the workforce <laughs> at, the, at the DEO. Uh, so, if you want to uh, show your director bones love and the DEO uh, and your support of the DEO, we have designs in the T Public Store for you uh, for that. Well, we also have. If you uh, listen to this episode, you you know our plugs are super out of, of date. It. There are shows that are not happening, They're or maybe a they behind. were delayed, or we don't know if they're still happening and some shows got canceled and things are not on the air anymore. And so now even we, even though we love our plugs, uh, we need new ones. So here are some details about how you can participate in our plugs contest and maybe win a little something. Supergirl Radio needs
0: new DC TV podcast plugs, which means that we are holding another plugs contest and we invite you to submit your recordings of how you would promote the DC TV podcast on Supergirl Radio. We want you to do that so that <laughs> I do not have to do that. It's very important that you do it so I don't have to. You can be, <laughs> you can be as creative as you want to be, uh, but we do have one requirement, and that's that you need to make sure you mention all of our podcasts in the DC TV podcast network. And in case maybe you have forgotten what those are, I will list them like so. That's (laughs) Supergirl Radio. That's the one that you're listening to right now. Uh, The Flash Podcast. Legends of Tomorrow Podcast. I hear that one's really great. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. good. Uh, The Lituation (laughs) Room. DC on HBO Max Podcast, which maybe one day will be sponsored by HBO Max. HBO Max, where I like to watch Stuff, uh, <laughs> the Star Girl podcast, Superman and Lois radio. They're not in the Arrowverse, but we're still allowing them to be on the network. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 a ring that that probably threw them for? Where they're like, "Excuse me, we're not in the Arrowverse." <laughs> uh, Green Lantern podcast, the Sandman podcast, Justice League Dark podcast, and. DC TV, ather dark i hear that one's pretty good too that one's fine that one's that one's <laughs> fine There's, that one i think is still being workshopped uh, <laughs> so how do you get on uh supergirl radio what you do is you email an mp3 a wave or an m4a Four. yep to supergirlradio at gmail.com by our contest deadline, which is September 30th. We will Choose the winner, and the winner will receive a prize in the mail, uh, which will consist of Superman Family Adventures, a Volume 1, DC Super Pets, Super Powered Pony, which is a story about Comet the Super Horse, and maybe also an additional surprise. We, we might sneak something we that just you didn't might, expect in there. We just might.
1: All right, and we would like to thank our legion of uh, super sponsors for supporting Supergirl Radio. These people are Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Lizeth, Faith, Brian, Ethan, and Danny. We appreciate you all for supporting the Supergirl Radio Patreon. If you would like to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash Supergirl Radio and check out our uh, four tiers of monthly membership. And uh, thank you all for supporting the podcast. You can find me if you would like to do so. I don't want to presume that you want to, uh, but you can find me on uh, social media. I'm on Instagram at The Derby Kid. I'm also on the, platform, uh, the social media platform Vero True Social, which I happen to like a lot. It's where I show what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, what books I'm reading. Uh, sometimes if I if I read a book or start a book, usually is what happens. I'll start a book and then I never finish it. But you can see everything that I'm into on Vero over there. I may uh, They have uh, photography challenges on Vero. So maybe in 2023, I'm going to try to take a picture every day and post it to Vero. Uh, so we will see how that shakes down. Uh, but you can follow me on Vero at Derby Kid. You can also check me out on my personal YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod, where I live stream on Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern reading through Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice reviews written by the top critics of Rotten Tomatoes, uh, taking a break for Dragon Con, but uh, almost uh, get, getting to the end of these reviews. Uh, so that should uh, hopefully be good. So if you want to hang out with me uh, live, uh, just like you do with the Supergirl radio live streams, I do that on my personal YouTube channel at, on Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, if you would like to do so.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram I'm at Mojo Tastic. You can also find me as a co-host on the legends of tomorrow podcast, where uh, I believe we just dropped an episode where we talked about all things what happening with the DC CW WB HBO max. It's a mess. Uh, it's a, it's a big mess. And so we talked about what we knew and like the, the news that had just come out earlier that day uh it seems like the news is always uh is always kind of dropping now about what's going on uh with warner brothers uh, discovery um and what our next uh episode we're finally going to do my win my winning choice from our legends a uh, season seven of uh, fantasy draft where oh that's we, exciting congratulations <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Where like a, a fantasy football draft, we drafted characters from the show. Uh, and we did it all uh, all season long, we had a a, a data a data person uh, who's one of our listeners, Swarley, who would crunch the numbers for us after every episode <laughs> and update us on the standings and uh, and and I took it home obviously because I had Sarah Lance on my team and she's real. <laughs> She's a real ringer. So uh, I get to pick uh, an, uh, something that we watch for like a pilot pod. Oh. Um, so I was trying to pick something that would be like equally uh, a chore for Amy and Cat, but it turns out that their interests are too different. Uh, <laughs> if I pick like a, a historical thing to punish Cat, Amy was gonna be happy. If I pick like a trashy reality mm. thing for Cat, <laughs> for it, for Amy, Cat was gonna be happy. So mm-hmm. I was like, instead of trying instead of trying to punish someone, why don't I just try to enjoy myself? So oh, we are going to. Go. Thank you. So we're going to watch uh, the uh, the first episode of uh, Wheel of Time.
1: And Ooh. I think we're
0: going to have a mic on because it's nice. his favorite. Wheel of Time is his favorite thing ever. Um, is and he going to so- talk about the slog? He, uh, i don't think uh, we, we might get to the slog i'm apparently about to enter <laughs> maybe maybe about to enter into it in my reading oh, I just, oh okay just started book eight so w- tbd on the slog. <laughs> i want to hear but, more about this <laughs> uh, i'll keep you updated but uh <laughs> yeah so that should be fun i think we're going to probably record that uh next week so you know if you're a wheel of time fan why not check why not check that out? It's going to be fun. Kat's probably not going to like it, but I think Amy (laughs) really will. I'm trying, honestly, I'm just trying to get Amy to watch the show. I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm trying to to rope her in. I think Kat's probably going to be a lost cause on that one.
1: Yeah. Amy seems like she'd be somebody who would like, Wheel of Time. Yeah. yeah like, just from like the basic things I know about Wheel of Time.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel like Epic Fantasy is a little bit more Amy speed than Cat speed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Any any news on uh DC TV after dark? Anything happening? We are
0: certainly thinking about our next <laughs> episode. We are thinking about it, we're pondering it, we're really like, we're really tossing ideas around, <laughs> still tossing. It's going to be coming soon. When is soon? Soon is really more of a state of mind, we think. <laughs> Time is all relative anyway. Time is a flat circle. And if you th- if you just stand in one place long enough, eventually an episode will appear before you. And so that's why I always suggest subscribe to the podcast. I know sometimes you subscribe to a lot of podcasts and you're like, wow, it's really filling up my phone. We guarantee we won't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's You're actually going to relief. catch up
0: on us real fast. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always a good subscribe.
1: Well, I'm very excited for new episodes of both shows. Highly recommend the Morgan Glennon podcast universe. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson,
0: and I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we want it to be like Mr. Bones and end with a rhyme. Thank you for joining us. We hope you had a good time. McGurk. I do love not typing. this mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, <laughs> they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because <laughs> She looks like a boss in this show.